Hey guys, I am back. I'm finally reviewing or giving some tidbits on the SWV and Escape show that ended last Sunday. And then we're going to talk about some other entertainment news such as Freaknik, um, which is a documentary coming out on Hulu that has gotten some people up in a frenzy. But let me go ahead and close out SWV and Escape because it really isn't a lot to say in this last episode. Um, we know that the, the ladies got together and they did their show in Ontario, Canada. Now, that was the agreement at the onset of the show. So the show was going to happen no matter what. I don't care what, you know, uh, uh, disagreements they were having. The show was going to continue on because they had signed a contract to do a show. All the in-between stuff was in addition to. So one of the things that we saw that was an issue from the previous episode was um, the escape group, you know, confronting, you know, Tiny uh tamika and candy confronting tasha about her husband getting kickbacks from one of the promoters it had been brought to their attention about these kickbacks and you know they had the copy of the text message receipts and the bank deposits and all that so or the bank transfers i should say from the promoter to rocky so of course tasha denied it she didn't understand first of all she didn't understand the information that was provided then she questioned whether or not it was authentic she called her husband. And what did you expect for him to say? You know, he denied it. Then he was like, you don't have to speak for me and all that. You know, it really got nowhere fast. So she ends up leaving the meeting. And then subsequently, Rocky and Tasha get on um, in the confessional. And then they start talking about finder's fee. And I'm like, where did that come from? If So if they were to, let's say, Rocky... Um, was able to get a deal with um, a, another promoter to promote the group. If since he's the finder to get that information for them to go and prom, um, to perform at, let's say the VMAs, which I know, I, I, whatever, you know, that he would get an extra fee for doing so. Um, and I'm like, why are you bringing this up? Because this doesn't sound like something where you were being in the upfront about getting a finder's fee, because I'm sure the ladies understand what a finder's fee is. But this has to sound like it's a finder's fee. This sounds like something else on the back end that they did not supposed to know about. Needless to say, that didn't help the situation. You know, Tasha is looking to leave escape, okay? She's kind of like, she's talking with her husband and he's leading her into saying, hey, if you want to make this your final show with them and you're done with them, then be done with them. So they go on. Um, they get to Ontario, Canada, and they're going to have a rehearsal. And of course, Tasha's not even there to, from my understanding, she got there during the last hour of the show. The whole show was a mess as far as the, the practice was. It was a mess. There was a lot of misunderstanding. There was a lot of people giving direction and it got really frustrating. And I can understand that, you know, they got eight hours to get the transitions together, to know when to come in on what songs and all this and that. When Tasha gets there, she waits until, like I said, she wasn't there. Let's say they were there for eight hours. Tasha gets there in hour seven with an entourage. So that bothered uh, Tamika a whole lot more, I think, than anybody else because she got all these people with her. And Tamika's big thing is, that's not my sister. My sister doesn't need no entourage. My sister doesn't, that's not the way she moves. And here's my thing. Maybe it is, Tamika. You know, people do change. As well as we don't know that this isn't what she's always wanted and dreamt about. This is the way she wants to move. She got her own chef and things of that nature. 
it's hard to sit up here and say that this isn't the way or what she wanted. It really is. So, um, with that in mind, I get what Tamika's saying. Her sister is usually a lot more humble than that, but now she's not. Well, she people change. You know, I know it's a hard pill to swallow. Sorry, had a little interruption there, but I'm gonna keep going with this with this broadcast. So at any rate, yeah, so it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So they did they show, okay? Did the show, and Tamika confronted her sister about these changes and about how she's working. You know, she they're not acting close anymore. And Tasha was kind of like, girl, you need to get with the program. I'm not with the drama. This is me. You need to get with the new me and move forward. So it, like I said, that was the whole show, okay? That was the entire show. Um, Escape is performing minus Tasha. Tasha's new album came out on April 7th. And SWB is outperforming with, uh, I think, with Jodeci. That was the show. That was the end of it. A lot of people um, in social media was like, oh, is there going to be a season two? And I'm like, for what? What would be the reason? And I highly doubt it. With everything that's happened with Tasha, Tamika, Rocky, I, I, I doubt it. I certainly doubt if that happened. So let me go on with some other... That is this upcoming documentary about Freaknik. Now, if you were between the ages about, I'm going to say 45 to 55 years old, if you're in that age group, you probably have an idea about Freaknik or know what it is or have at least heard about it. And... Um, I heard it was started by a group called DC Metro back in the late, uh, early eighties, which I didn't know that. Um, but it was a small, it, it started out as a small party in Atlanta. Uh, a lot of college students, students went there. It was like a small, it was a small picnic that grew over the years. So I called it black people's version of spring break, you know, their, their version of a spring break, you know, how everybody was going to Cancun or going down to Miami beach, you know, this was their version of spring break okay so the the movie is supposed to focus on a documentary i should say focused on the year 1994. um all right i got a chance to go down to freaknik a couple of times right i never got involved in any of the shenanigans and things like that but i did attend you know they had different shows they had different artists who actually showed up there, rap artists, like, I think, um, oh, I forget what his name is. I ain't gonna call artist name because I don't want to get them mixed up, but they had different rap artists. They had private parties, um, all types of stuff going on. It was such a really, really big thing. It was a huge thing, but there was some shenanigans that happened down the street, honey. There was definitely a lot of shenanigans. Uh, and I mean, it was a time before you really got into the whole cell phone thing, okay? 
there were people that had um, camcorders, uh, and the camcorder was, re- you know, it recorded a lot of inf- a lot of people doing a lot of different things. You had, you still had Polaroids going around. Polaroids was still a thing. Um, you had those instant cameras. I had one of those. So, um, oh, the disposable cameras. I'm sorry, the disposable cameras. So, it was a good time by head by all for the most part. Now, I think things got a little violent. You know, there was a shooting at one point. I think it was in 96, I believe. I can't remember what year it was. And that shut it all, that shut the whole thing down. Um, but before then, it was, it was an outrageous, out, you know, big party. Well, on social media, when it came out that this this is going to come out, some people got in their feelings about it. Some people was praising it. Um, some people were like, oh, there's going to be some aunties and some mamas, maybe even some grandmamas and some uncles that's going to be put to shame. Because if you think about it, if you were caught out there in some very compromising situations, <laughs> that's what I'll say, and it's on camera, uh, more than likely at this point in your life, you're probably like a prominent, you know, person in the, in the community and things of that nature. So <laughs> that could prove to be problematic, you know? Uh, that can be problematic, you know, for some people because of their positions that they have in the community. A lot of them, like I said, they probably around the age range of like 45 through 55 um, during that time. So this is a good 20, 30 years ago, 30 years ago for uh, some of these po- folks. And they <laughs> there's a lawsuit, child, it's a lawsuit coming out about an anonymous group, you know, of ladies. Uh, one's supposed to be a judge. Another one's a business owner. Uh, another one is, um, I think, a political figure. Um, and with that being said, and I forget what the other one is, one of those individuals that's in that lawsuit is, is citing that they saw one of the photos floating around on Twitter or social media, I should say, of them in a not so flattering light. So they are afraid that that plus other things might, you know, show up on in this documentary and they have not given permission to use their likeness for this documentary. <laughs> now, I don't know how that's going to fly. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if that lawsuit is going to, if it's going to stick. Um, Because I know there are so many different documentaries out and I know every single person's face that's shown in these various documentaries doesn't get a, you know, have to get permission from them to be shown in a documentary. I know that for a fact. But I guess because of the nature of this documentary and it's supposed to be produced by Luke, Uncle Luke, honey, from Two Live Crew, and Jermaine Dupri. So they really, that makes them even more so afraid. I think they would be less concerned if it was a, if these were 
if it was a director that they kind of respected, I guess, but because definitely because of Uncle Luke being part of it, they are afraid of what's going to be shown. And you know, if it's Uncle Luke in it, um, <laughs> the most salacious of salacious things are going to be shown, which is what everybody wants to see and talk about. Like I said, it's one of those things like you had to have been there. And if you were there and you were living your best life, whatever that was, and it's caught on film, hey, it's caught on film. But I guess it, I don't know. I'll keep you posted on this, this whole thing. It's kind of funny to me. But that's all I have in entertainment news. Talk to you guys later. Peace.